Good evening, I'm Ted Koppel. Surely everyone knows by now that Buckwheat is dead. But for those of you who have not seen the videotape of Buckwheat being shot, let's take a look. David, you want me to do that dumb trick too? Go ahead. Ho hum. <clears throat> that stuff's too easy. And here's the best part. I'm a huge alligator nerd. I can name you every genus, every subspecies. Also, I'm a huge boob nerd. Ty Webb. Heavy Longmire. Gustav Mateblanc. Is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second? This is GLK London transmitting on the short wave band on 10.4 meters at a frequency of 250 megacycles per second. Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Can you hear me? Come on then, Plato. Enlighten me. Well, welcome back to Can You Hear Me, the podcast with three guys talking about stuff, except tonight there's only two guys, and one of them is only one of your regular familiar voices. The other voice is a voice that we have heard from many times before, but we've never gotten him live on tape, as it were. So I am Gustav Monteblanc, and with us tonight is the JJ. Mercury. The JJ of fame and Twitter fame, infamy. Dragon brag, emailer, and frequent contributor to us, and even once featured on Below the Belt podcast. I have been on that one before. Quite famous. Quite famous. I'm a fan of all the blowout and big, as Heavy would say, I'm a big proponent of them all. Proponent. So Jordan is in from uh, his studies down in Houston. You forgot what city again, didn't you? No, Houston. I just can't remember the name (laughs) of the. The name the of the school, it's not Texas A&M or Texas Wesleyan as I knew it's not. would have us believe. That I know. And I, I just, for once while I have the mic here, I just want to say the whole idea of uh, going to law school and not knowing what you're going to do that machine likes to talk about. He's pretty accurate. That's, that's true. A lot of people do go to law school. They don't know what they're going to do. But I must say, I always wanted to go to law school. So at the very least, I may not know what I want to do, but I'm following that little plan. Well, that's interesting that you brought that up because there are some claims about that on this week's Dragon Brag that you haven't heard. And this will be after the fact since we're recording a week early, but I did listen to that on the way and there are some shots fired about people not knowing what they're going to do in law school and or just going to law school just to, to fart around and tell people you're doing something. But having spoken to you on multiple occasions, I do know that you have a passion for certain elements of thought and liberties and that sort of thing, so I don't believe you're just there just to dick around. No, no, no. And the fact that he's right in the sense of you don't know exactly, you're not ready for the real world. And you're not ready. You still Mm -hmm. need three more years of education. That's why you go to law school. There's still something else you want to achieve, attain. And so that's what I'm looking for. And as far as it goes with knowing what to do, I, like you said, civil liberties, want to help people. That's kind of like where I've got my passion. And right. the more and more I listen to the podcast and listen to you boys, that's where I fall. Well, I think nobody, especially now, is ready for life right after college. We've created this world where you've almost got to get a further degree. You've got to get some extra level of training because a four-year degree hardly prepares anybody for anything anymore. Nothing. It's kind of like just 
elevated high school at this point. Especially with that liberal arts degree. That would be a tough one to make use of. I was an English major, so I can, I can attest to that. I, you know, the, the, we, America got sold a bill of goods somewhere along the way where people said, just follow your heart. Do, you know, do what you want. And that doesn't always pay the bills. And I, I have to balance that myself talking to my own kids who are just middle school age. But it's kind of like, well, you need to be thinking that how are you going to make a living out of this? Do what you want, but always realize you're going to have to put food on the table. And that's that's a balance that up until, I guess, the 60s, nobody ever thought twice about. And, you know, uh, I think uh, I, I think you're absolutely right. And since we are at my... Uh mother's domain tonight i think that it's appropriate to say my mom always said uh, you can't buy you can't buy food with happiness happiness doesn't pay the bills and that's truth you can pursue what makes you happy but that's not gonna fulfill you necessarily and, and i think the idea and i'm lucky i actually enjoy my career but i the idea that your job has to make you happy that's a nice thing if it happens but that's very fortunate but if uh at the same time there have been times when I wasn't happy with whatever I was doing, so but it still paid the bills. So I don't know. Things got topsy turvy. We got too feel good, and this is turning into you know hard ass Gustav here. But I do think that if you can find your pursuits that make you happy outside of your career, then that's the way to kind of keep your your sanity. Yeah. So if you don't find necessarily complete fulfillment from your career, as I know Machine and Sproy do, because they work in radio, what is better than what are you going to do? You got to find outside activities. But they don't make any money. That's true. That's how you know they love it. Yeah. And you know, and if they could hold out for the till the time opens where there's a spot for them, then the potential for earnings is huge. But that's a hard grind. And I worry about these folks, you know, the the Jakes and the TCs and the machines and and the Saroys because that's a hard grind and can you make it long enough? Especially something like the ticket, that's the same lineup basically for the last 15 years or 16. And that's not much window of opportunity. So good luck to those boys. But you're right, they do enjoy what they do. And in some cases, they're lucky enough to have a, a partner that's able to kind of offset some of that. Mm. But, you know, when you start having a family, when I first got married, my wife made twice what I did. And at the time, I didn't make anything at the time, but we were. This is when you first started off as a spy, right? No, well, I, we've never established that I am a spy. That's a, that's a this is, domestic this is when spy. You were a domestic spy. Right. Now we've never established that I'm a spy. That's a uh, an interesting that's theory. We don't know that. I have to uh, deny that. But at the time, I made you know half of what she made, and she only worked like two or three days a week. What does your wife do, Gustav? Well, she used to be a nurse, and I guess she still is a nurse. But once the kids never came, just a nurse. Well, I mean, she's done like home health and there you go. all kind of ER rehab. She's done all that sort of stuff. But when the ki- kids came along, she'd always said that she wanted to be a stay-at-home mom. Mm-hmm. And at the time, I thought, well, we'll figure out how to do it. It may things may be tight, but eventually, I moved into a different aspect, and luckily my earnings went up as we had more children. Now, oddly enough, I've got three kids now and I feel poor. Three kids? Three kids. Okay, I'm going to have to send extra fudge back with you. I didn't tell don't worry I about, did no. not tell my mom to send enough. No, like, don't worry about it because oddly enough, the kids won't eat fudge. Why is that? My kids are weird. I don't know. You know, I'm, 
They not eat chocolate? Because I know I, I've dated a girl like that, and I kind of loved it because the fact that she didn't eat chocolate, like that meant that all the chocolate was for me, for you? all desserts were for me. They like plain chocolate. Okay. They will not eat fudge. What does that mean? What is fudge to your kids? Because fudge has a different consistency. Well, I mean, the fudge... Heavy, that, heavy would love this right now. Oh, Heavy... Well, Heavy would be he gorging be himself. I'd have to hit the mute button because he'd be eating the fudge. <laughs> you know, any of the fudge that people make, especially around the holidays, they won't touch it. In fact, there's a, a container full of fudge for my mother-in-law sitting in the kitchen that nobody's touching except my wife. Well, I can guess this. Your kids and your wife... or I know you said your wife has such it. But your kids have had that fudge before, right? Yeah. And they know what they're getting into. They don't know what they're getting into with my mom's fudge. Well, I will, I, I will, don't pack extra. Okay, that's fine. I appreciate it, but I'm, I'm willing to, to bet the house on, uh, on, uh, on number one and <laughs> spin the wheel because they are. As long as I make Mrs. Gustav happy. Then yes, I'll be she happy. will and be glad. Eat she will eat the fudge. fudge. But I'm it's, good. my kids, my kids won't eat, they don't eat a lot of cake. Hmm. They don't eat a lot of cookies. You're raising them right. Well, it's just kind of, now that I'm kind of, I'm, I'm not a foodie myself, Okay. but I will eat cookies and brownies and everything. I only have one that'll eat brownies. Except for now, because you're on the low carb. Because I'm on the low carb, because I, and you'll see, well, maybe you won't, when I hit probably about 35, it was the future I could see it. Okay. And his name is Papa Monteblanc, and he's a barrel, you know, he's a, he's a barrel chested, big, you know, burly guy. He's not tall, but he's, you know, solid. And I know what he looked like when he was 21. And I know what he's looked like since about 1985. And you, were, like your youth years similar to Papa's? Not exactly. My brother is m- closer. My brother is going to have to watch it or he'll look exactly like him. Because my dad looked exactly like his dad. I actually look like my mom's grandfather, who's a little bit more my build and general disposition except he wasn't funny he was a hard hard uh good man but he was not a funny i will say i don't think you'd have your sense of humor if you drank gustav that's possible well my my i think your sense of humor is your liquor in a way maybe my grandfathers both drank pretty hard and they were both funny most most grandfathers from texas did but uh they, I don't know. I, I, I'm worried that if I did drink, that I would be either very mean, which I'm pretty laid back, but there's a, I'm not as mellow as I, now as I was when I was young. Mm-hmm. There's probably a lot of people that heard my name would say, that guy's an asshole. Wait, when you were younger, you were yeah. less mellow? Yes, yes. Okay. Probably college age, there's probably a lot of people that would say, Dude's a dick. I don't even want to know the people I went to college. Well, but you know what I'm saying. But I, no, I can right, yeah. I can clearly see, I understand. and it goes back to the kind of that Dunning Kruger effect that Ty was talking about about a month ago. R.I.P. Ty, where wherever he is, he's at Disney World right now. Post dick op surgery. Yes, he's he's at the uh, the trans trans festival at Disney World right now. And, and we, just, we, just we, so we, we're sure, we still love the uh, LGBT. LGBT A well, not the Q A's. and then we, didn't we get a silent H in there at one point? I well, heavy talked about why can't we get a silent H in there? We're 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 for the Qs and for the trans, but we're not for the asexuals because <laughs> I can't trust anybody that's asexual. <laughs> that's uh, that's fantastic. Uh, that may not be politically correct, but no, that's hilarious. Just uh, uh, I don't even know necessarily 
what an asexual is. Well, I don't either, but fake Bailey J and I have drawn our battle lines a long time ago, and we don't trust anybody that self-identifies as asexual. I will say this, one of my favorite books, uh, Dead Eye Dick by Kurt Vonnegut, the yeah. main character is an asexual, and so to that extent I do, and basically it's like you're, not that you don't appreciate sex, that you don't enjoy sex, it's just that that's not the first focus on your mind, right. and if you are any other type of sexual, then you understand that sex is always the first thing on your mind. Absolutely. And so as an asexual, you just... You have other things in the forefront, and I will agree with you. I don't trust people like that because it's a lot easier to identify them if you. Know I sex will is say, the first thing. I will say that if I was asexual, I would get so much done. I would have already cured cancer. <laughs> I would have, I would have, I would have written multiple novels because the time that I've spent, well read, quote unquote, researching anthropological amateur nudity, <laughs> I would have probably spliced genomes and done some recombinant engineering of. <laughs> cured all kinds of things i can only imagine i it's there's that seinfeld episode where george gives up sex and becomes a genius i remember that one and i do think that there's maybe there's a tipping point for that i'm i would be irritable probably for a long time but maybe at some point you would just kind of get past it now imagine if you broke like both arms or so you got like two horrible cuts right on both hands and you weren't married you were like in your 20s and you weren't uh as in your last episode with uh, Jay Cranfield, how he said how he signed the pledge, but right. it's not like anyone. Nobody really was coming knocking. around, right? So you're in that phase of life, okay? And your both your hands are hurt. You're basically an asexual, okay? Well, you're how you're, you gonna get it off? You're there? limited, but I would imagine you'd probably be rubbing up against anything you possibly <laughs> could until something happened. You're getting rug burns. I, I will say this: there was one ch- uh, one kid or back when I went to high school and. uh uh, but yeah, uh, I will leave his name out, but he was a year younger than us, but a good friend of ours. And as much as I loved him, he's a great kid. What always was off about him is he didn't masturbate with his hands. He'd just pop it between his thighs and like rub them back and forth. And he was like, he thought we were weird right. using our hands. Now this is interesting. And I, this is a generational thing. Okay. Let's hear it. That, and not that, that, that is, to me, that is a, a pretty, Y'all differently back in the day? No, I don't believe so, but no one admitted to it at all. I have heard this. And it was not talked about. There would be jokes about it, but it was always derisive or derisive. Derisive. Uh, that, oh, you're going to go jack off or something like that. Yeah. There was no, oh, yeah, I'll, you know, I'll see you later. I got to go jack off. There was none of that. And my mentor, he was a, uh, a Navy doctor, great guy. and. He was probably, I guess he would have been about 70 now. He had also the same experience, older generation, never talked about. But he noticed his kids, about your age, it would just be like, yep, they were just matter of fact about it. So something switched somewhere post-90s where culturally it just became... Around that internet phase. I guess. Maybe people started, do you think people started... Beating it more, or no, they just no. were like, they're like, oh my god, now there's stuff for me to beat off to. Yeah, everybody must beat off because, well, I mean, we we had stuff. We had the Sears catalog, true, which has <laughs> shaped my my. Plus, and you had your hobo stash of pornography. Where, wherever the porn fairy left porno which mags, is, which we when we get a chance to dive into, I would just like to talk about the difference in our childhood and how we grew up with approach sexuality. 
Well, we can we can uh, this is per, we can roll right into that. I mean, this is not That's a fine. All right, yeah. Um, so well, uh, let me let me go back to okay. Go so ahead, go ahead. Sorry, I remember the you know like I said, it was only a time where if it was mentioned, it was mentioned you were putting somebody down okay. or some type of joke. There was no admission that they did it. Yeah. And I remember we had been at a party, not a very good party. Not, a, not it was like a really lame Christmas party. Wait, wait, I'm sorry to interrupt. I just have to ask one quick question. What was the earliest you got to? I don't think I've ever heard y'all address that. I don't think we have. I think that's an important question. And I don't think you'll get an answer from my cohorts, but I think probably around 12. 12? Okay. All right. I mean, you might have like dilly-dallied with it, but I think, you know, in earnest... Because by then, I'm not talking about the first time you're able to actually like get a nut off because that's everybody's different. Oh, I think yeah. Talking about the first time you actually like truly just like you're playing with yourself and you're going to town for your pleasure. Probably before then at some point. I don't know. I I can't tell you that my first recollection of, Hey, there's something going on down here. (laughs) And it was about 1978. Okay. So I was three or four. Charlie's Angels was on. Damn. God. Charlie's An- Charlie's Angels was on. It was the chain gang episode where they go undercover in a southern prison and they have to go and strip down behind these shower stall doors and get like deloused before they go in. And I looked down and something was going on and I didn't know what. And that's when I became a man. I uh, just just hit this Google right here and I have to say I sincerely agree with you, Gustav. The chain gang picture is, uh. So you can blame, I agree, man. I you can you. blame ABC television <laughs> for making Damn. me sexually what I am today because I had Charlie's Angels, you had Wonder Woman, you had the girls on Battlestar Galactica, even the kind of pudgy girl with the braids that was in the command center. Which had, we can talk about pudgy girls later. Well, they have their own. Yeah, I'm. Their I'm, girls are made for cuddling. I'm, we're going to talk about that I'm later. all for that. But all of that. That's what, and that's what our TV was. So we, we didn't have as many choices and we had to, you watched whatever was on. You had three choices basically. And chances are out of those three choices, there were going to be incredibly attractive women. And if you were lucky, those incredibly attractive women would be on the Battle of the Network stars, which put them into swimsuits and running and jumping and all kinds of great, great things. And that, that's what shaped all, everybody in their forties. Right. So that, that was your like sexual spectrum as a kid. Yes. And you had the Sears catalog cause that had, you know, <laughs> you keep bringing back the Sears well, catalog. And I have to say, I've never seen a Sears catalog sincerely. And I did see that on I Twitter. Somebody was sometime. talking about how ha- somebody mentioned having to beat off to the Sears catalog. This would be an old person, something you would say that young people wouldn't understand today. And yeah, it had, you know, all kind of tan bras and panties and there you were. That's all you need right there. And you flip, flip through, then you'd have the Christmas stuff. Then you got to pick out what your Star Wars figures were going to be in 1978. And maybe you get that Death Star playset. I will say, I do remember the Toys R Us catalog encircling every fucking thing in that piece. Yeah, of shit, that's man. good, but it didn't have, uh, it didn't have curvy women and, Cross your heart bras. So you were telling me about this Christmas party, nineteen seventy-eight. Okay, so no, no, no. This this is probably about nineteen ninety ninety-one. I'm just fucking with you. So we're high school, and I don't believe Tire Heavy were there. They weren't at this particular shindig. It was a very square shindig, and we were 
it had broken up and the only people there were the two brothers that lived at that place. Their parents were up at the house. We were out in the barn. A girl that I had brought with me that I was in the friend zone with. And she just flat out said, do you guys masturbate? And we just kind of stood there and just mouth moved without saying anything. And finally someone, yeah. 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 I would love to know who that brave soul was. I don't remember if it was me or, uh. Are you throwing your voice over Heavy's way though? No, nah, Heavy yeah. wasn't there. No, nah, it was, but it was, and we're oh. like, well, do you? And I think at the time we <laughs> did. Do you? We didn't really even have the concept of that, you know, that girls would girls even do even that sort of thing. Yeah. And but she's like, yeah. And we were, you know, but that was pretty much, that was all there was to it. And then everybody kind of went off and that was it. That was it. And that was the first time that ever like broke the plane. That's the first frank, honest conversation, short as it was, that I ever remember. Because hmm. everything else was just purely in a joking fashion. That's intriguing. In general, and to this day, my generation, guys to guys, my experience, there's not a lot. Sons, so you're like, you'll see what the new generation's like. I'm sure they're going to talk to you about it. Right, but yeah. we don't, The you know, Heavy and Ty and I have hardly ever talked about sex. Really? Really. I all right. So then, the most do the most y'all talk about sex is it on this podcast? Yeah, I actually could buy that because that would make sense as why it's so why y'all laugh. So we hard. don't. It's like we, you're hearing it for the first time. We do not talk about what any of us have done, and if we do, it's in the most vague terms. Yeah, that's what Heavy wanted you to ask me whenever we got sushi. Uh, yeah, a couple months ago. Oh, he all, he wanted me all, all kind. Of, yeah, he wanted me to ask detail. all kinds of things. Why didn't he ask me whenever we got to the meetup then? Well, he was all busy, glad handing everybody, and That's you know true. he's 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 a social being. He is a social, and guy. he's very he he'll get excited and forget what he wants to focus also, on. Also, too, I've yet to drink with heavy, and I've heard that he is just amazing. Once you can get him drunk, I I don't know if that'll happen. He's trying to be good, Ty. We, we all try, Ty. You can, as we've shown, when we get Ty with a little bit of brown drink in him. Ty, Ty loosens up. There we were, you know, at this party. We've just now talked to a girl and we've had to f- actually admit that we masturbated and that really didn't change anything. That's interesting. You had to uh, tell a stranger the first time. Uh, the first time I had to admit to a woman I masturbated, it was my mother. Well, that'd be tough. Uh, actually, maybe it wouldn't. I don't know. She wasn't a stranger. She was a good friend. And, you know, like I said, I was kind of in the friend zone with her. And over time, you know, years later, we'd have, frank discussions and that's another thing in general i've had more honest and open discussions with women women that i'm not involved sexually with at all it's somehow easier to talk to them about sexual matters and i will talk at length you know whatever they want to know i'll tell them and i would not have the same conversation generally with a man and that's a a generational thing for sure. Because Probably. I think the shift in my culture, at least, uh, or generational culture was we talked about that growing up. That was the normal. That's, I mean, I went, I did go to a Christian school, so I can't necessarily, it was the, uh, the typical conversation, but I don't know. We, 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 we talked about it from time. I, I don't, I don't, I don't look down on it at all. I think it's more healthy. You know, I think you're more apt psychologically it's more healthy if you know that you're not just this deviant beating your meat three times a day you know you feel like you're isolated you probably guess that everybody is but at the time 
there was nobody, you know, hey, I got your back. We're meet, you know, we're we're all on the same team. It was everybody, oh, you're going to go jack off, you know, you know. You know, it was just it was a it was a total put down to even mention about somebody. Whereas you knew everybody was doing it, but it wasn't in the open. Now, college same thing. I don't remember hardly any conversations about that happening. Conversations with women about it, but not not at all. And so my I graduated college in 96ish. So that would have put you at what? You know, it's funny because I recently had one of your listeners ask me a question just like this, as in how old would that put me at in 96? And five-year-old, five years old is the answer to that. Right. Were you watching the Charlie's Angels episode like me, like young Gustav? Um, possibly. I will say. Probably that Baywatch. No, was it Baywatch? I will, no, my sexual, like, spectrum of television was Buffy. Buffy, 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 Buffy. Sarah Michelle Geller. I could not get enough of her. She's attractive. I don't know what it was about her. I don't know if it was because she was kicking vampire ass. Right. Because she's a little strawberry blonde or what, but something about that girl. And like, that's what did it for me. And it helped that uh, the only time I could ever watch it was when I was at my father's house because I grew up in right. split. split homes and my mom did not allow TV. She was very, uh, crandy man. And then my father was very <laughs> Shots uh, fired at the machine. So it was uh, just two different types of lifestyles. And so you could uh, grow up being six or seven years old, just throwing on some Comedy Central at 1130 at night. And wow. then the next commercial you see is a... Uh, Girls Gone Wild. Girls Gone There you go. You yeah. know it, my man. And yeah. not just that. I remember we had a, I had a big Erica Badu poster in my room and an Alicia Keys poster that I have to say were questionable for my age but have now given me an affinity for the women of all different colors so with the head wrap and i have to say the head wrap too i I cannot lie you cannot not love a vagina well pussy slash car sorry i'm i'm sure there's some out there you could probably not well yeah the one that heavy's friend was looking on that was like a leather shoe like oh whatever i will tell you that imagery is stuck with me in my head and I've gone down on a couple women since I've heard that, and I always, it's the first thing in my head is, God, please don't be a leather shoe. You know, I had successfully blocked that out, so thanks a lot. I well, now you know that. what y'all do to me. I, 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 Some of y'all's imagery sticks with me. And that's interesting that you mentioned that because, and I, I think I've heard some of the other people mention this, that you forget what you say true on here and i listen to it at least twice sometimes multiple times as i'm editing it so i ought to have a better comprehension but just today the queen of the north or maybe it was yesterday tweeted something at me that was a quote that i had said a few weeks ago i don't remember saying i don't know what the context was i'm like yeah that sounds like the the Which quote just sounds Gustav. me Gustav, because you don't drink or smoke so like, that's my excuse. Like, sometimes I forget entire stances I took a few weeks before. And I could see how that would but be. But mainly because I was high and listening right. to the machine. My thing is, I can remember positions, but I may not remember what I said because there's only so much room in the 40-year-old mind. Okay. And things come in and things go out to make what that room is. I have a hard time remembering the birth dates of my three kids. Okay. I can draw you a diagram of a, a 30 caliber Browning machine gun and how it works because that's etched in my mind. Which, if there's ever a zombie apocalypse, I just want it on the record. I'm going to Gustav Montblanc's. 
but I can't tell you what my kid's birth date is. I got one of them down pretty well. The other two, it's iffy. And I can't tell you what my kids' birth dates are either, whoever and wherever they may be. Oh, JJ. Oh, JJ. We've established that there's generational differences, both in memory. Of course. And in sexuality and how we approach sexuality. But you mentioned off air that there were some things that you, some hijinks you got into in high school, which ties into last week's episode, which you haven't heard yet, where there was some prank talk general. It's lightweight. This, this fits in perfectly because it, uh, indeed, we, uh, well, in all the high school hijinks I got into, I have to say the worst thing that happened was senior year where me and my three other best friends all got arrested for Whoa. a prank, which, went slightly wrong. I will say it started off with the idea to go TPing, but I will stick Stanley and firmly by my viewpoint that me and my other best friend, we'll call him Fildo, uh, we, we wanted to go see the movie Gamer. And so if you can place it around that year, it was 2009, 2010. I don't even know what that to go movie see is. Gamer. Gerard Butler and, uh, the guy from Dexter, Michael C. Hall. It's a pretty good movie, pretty good movie. We went and saw it the next day. We were like, why the fuck didn't we go see this so movie the, yesterday? So the arrest didn't take, huh? No, it didn't. And so uh, we were at Mr. Chopsticks in Denton, and uh, so we were all filling our bellies with Chinese food, and one of our friends was like, let's go TP this girl. And it was just just this girl that we were all friends with, and she had gone to our school since like third or fourth grade. And by the way, we went to a Christian school. So you don't think Christians are petty? They are. Oh, no, that's... So, that's- we go and we, uh, we go by our house and we TP it. It's in Denton. We TP the fuck out of this house. And first things first, we went to the Mr. Piggly's before we went there. Or Piggly Wiggly. Right. Was. We grabbed, uh, TP. RIP Piggly uh, Wiggly. RIP. Yeah, exactly. We grabbed some TP. Someone grabbed eggs. I don't know who that was. And then, uh, some other fuck grabbed ba- baking soda and someone grabbed mayonnaise and, uh, mustard. Oh my gosh. Yeah. So I, I, I didn't pay for any of this. So none of this is on me. Just so we're clear, I have a prominent legal career. And, uh, we go to this girl's house and I'm throwing TP. I'm the tallest. I'm got the best arm. I'm like Tom Brady back there, just fucking tossing shit up in trees. It's all good. It's all good. And we're all just doing what we're doing. We go home and, uh, my friend, he realizes that he left his fucking keys there. Mm. How did he leave his keys there? And we got home. Because he has two sets, and the dude did not think about the set that was on his lanyard. So we have to go back at 3 or 4 in the morning. First, uh, if I can pause for just a moment. Go ahead. Go ahead. Um, Sorry, some 17-ish year old wearing a lanyard's problematic to begin with. All right, continue. Wait, hold up. Can I correct something? Yes. And you'll, you'll fix it later. Mm-hmm. You're good? Okay. So we got back to his truck, and he lost his keys. He couldn't find his keys. But he had a spare. He had one of those magnetic ones that gotcha. comes underneath the hood. So he popped that one out. We went home. We get back. We're chilling. And then I don't know what I was thinking because I was home free. But I was, I thought, hey man, what happens if someone comes to school on Monday and is just ringing your key in the parking lot? Right. And your car goes off. And he started to freak out. So we went back. It's about three or four in the morning. We're walking in uh, this Denton neighborhood. And we were walking in the yard, we're looking for the keys, and before we had gotten there, it's important to preface that our uh, escape word, our code word, danger, was cheese it. Okay. Cheese it. It's our, as our, not danger word, danger phrase. Cheese it. 
That's where we went with it. So is that carried over into your adult life as your safe word? It is still carried. No, actually, my safe word is hot, please. No, that's no good. You got to make it something that's, you know, unequivocally not part of the normal play. You know what? If we're going to get into safe word real quick, I will just say this. I've not found my safe word yet. My safe word now is like I just I lose like hardness very quickly. And I'm like, it's all like I'm like, <laughs> like I've been hurt, like genuinely hurt. There's yeah. only been a few times in my life I've been genuinely hurt. You need to, you know, establish something, you know, something that will never come up. So that will never come up. I don't know. Like I made a lot of fruit. I mean, I don't just like yell out fruit names during sex, but. Pineapples and pears, I love. Like, yeah, I but feel like I you're, could yell those you're out. not going to use a pineapple in a. Well, I mean, maybe. You never but, know. Um, I anyway, don't know. Maybe to think about, something to think about. So you're headed back through the through the Denton neighborhood about three or four o'clock. You're walking back, up. Yeah, we're walking up. We're walking up in the neighborhood. And like I said before, I was in the background throwing fucking toilet to, papers the, like Tom the, Brady. Okay, the, that's it. That's it, Gustav. You're the most concerned. You're the most benign of the. Well, no, me and my buddy Fildo, who will remain mm-hmm. unnamed because his name is Fildo, and his uncle is not one of the greatest televangelists in all of the country. So, Robert Tilton? No, bigger than that. There's nobody bigger than Robert Tilton, thank uh, you, sir. You don't think Billy Graham's bigger than Robert? Robert? And not, it's not Billy Graham, I'll tell you that. I'll tell you that. But it's even bigger than Billy Graham. Dr. Gene Scott. Oh, man, you're, you're thinking small time. This this man's got his name printed on Bibles. Me and Fildo... Uh, we were just throwing, we were just throwing bombs like Tom Brady and Drew Brees back there. That's about right, cause he's about 5'7", I'm 6'4". So, uh, afterwards, we're back there, we're looking for the keys around where we were, and suddenly, we see something we didn't see before. We didn't see what they had done before. One of those savages, between my other two friends, who will renamed, who, who will remain nameless, their names are Nico and Shelly Belly. Nico's dead. Nico is dead, and Shelly Belly isn't even a real person, so there's no way you're going to figure that out. One of them drew a fat cock on the <laughs> sidewalk, and then one of them splashed mayonnaise all over all over the place to make it look like, like something happened. That is, I, you know, while I do not advocate, or I'm not a proponent of property damage, that is pretty genius. I'll give them that. Mm. Yeah, I, so we had not seen this masterpiece yet, and it was a, I mean, it was, I mean, it it was a complete scene. It was a fat, fat yellow cock, like at least <laughs> three sidewalk blocks, like it was long, and the load matched it, let me just say. And uh one of these assholes we will find out later in the story, which is what actually got us all arrested Dump bleach on the yard. On oh the yard. shit! But it was only like in like a twenty-five yard square, so it's like some king of the hill shit. You could go, go go buy some grass and replace it. Like, but they charge us with a felony because the because the Christian family was petty. And so, anyways, we see this the sidewalk full of mustard cock, mayonnaise, <laughs> sperm. We don't know what to think. We're like, God. I think mustard savages. cock. Mustard cock may be the name of this episode. And so, uh, right behind us, all of a sudden, and there's four of us sitting in this, in this lawn, like, looking around for these keys at this time, cause we don't want to get caught on Monday. Right. Headlights come on all of a sudden, and this, this black Mercedes is up at the top of the hill. I yell, cheese it! And we all fucking take off as quick as we can, cause the gig is up, boys. And so, uh, I run myself to a tree, 
which I still to this day will maintain was a fat fucking oak. But my friends, assholes they are at the assholes as they are, will say it's a skinny little like twig tree. But I ran behind there. Fildo and Shelly Belly took off in their own direction. Nico, who, by the way, let me just say, while I have this public platform to say, Nico was the track star of our high school, let alone, like, the valedictorian, so he was supposed to be the smartest of us, but he's not. And he ran to the same tree I was at. <laughs> like, he could have ran for miles, for days, anywhere he wanted to run. And yes, his name is Nico, so yes, he looks Native American, he might have Native American qualities, he could have run forever, but he ran to the tree that I was at. And then, uh, those headlights pulled up right up on us and said, I see y'all, get out there right now. And like I said before, we had known this family since I was like in third or fourth grade, so she knew who I was, knew who Nico was, knew who all of us were right away, and... <sighs> we, uh, she told us that we had to come back and clean up right away, and we did. We cleaned up a bunch of it. It turns out that mustard can stain a sidewalk. Yeah. So. I would imagine. There was a fat cock on their sidewalk permanently, <laughs> and their daughter did not take too kindly to us teeping her, which was odd because she was like one of the popular girls, so it's not like we were hurting anyone's feelings. Right. So I thought that was some bullshit, by the way, but. Anyways, one of my friends, uh, Phil, though, ended up paying her entire tuition to finish out the year, which kept us all from getting in, like, fat trouble. Phil, though, and I had to go to jail for six hours, and we were actually in Denton County Jail, and it was kind of funny. We were fucking with people. <laughs> like, we, like, we had talked a lot of shit. We were young. We didn't know what we were doing. But, uh, is what it is. Nico and Shelly Belly actually got like in a little bit more trouble and uh Shelly Belly ended up getting expelled because wow. of this. Which was really fucked up because I don't even think it was his idea necessarily. I think it was like half his and half Nico and cause like the not I mean Philip and I didn't Phil though and I didn't want to do it because we don't want to get in trouble. But I don't know. I so any it shocked me, but anyways, as far as I'm concerned right now, Shelly Belly is the most successful out of all of us. Even though he didn't finish high school, he never went to college. He's got a fantastic art game going on right now, and he's he's killing it in Dallas. So, well, I would say that you know if you're gonna get something hung on you, that's that's usually not something that's going to derail. Now, you know, it did get him it did get him hung, but I don't think he was on a fast track to really finish high school necessarily. Like gotcha. he was never really. I could, and it, this wasn't actually what got him expelled. This put us all on strict probation. Right. Which, let me just say, it put me on, and I have to use this, uh, use this word specifically, vulgar probation at my Christian school. Which the teacher who put me on vulgar probation ended up getting caught in an affair the year after I graduated that had been going on for two years. So it seems like someone hung themselves by their own news. But, Nevertheless, I don't think I've ever heard of vulgar probation. I, exactly. I, it was if he goes, if I hear one more word, well, it's because I had submitted a project in the, my junior year of college or high school where it was, uh, I submitted some nude photos, but it was like, a, <laughs> not, not me, Gustav. Come on now, friend. It was of, uh, like, uh, I don't know, Greek art, but you I don't know, know you think like, like Adam and Eve nude, you know? Well, I, you know, um, uh, <laughs> You you would not be the first 
You should have a Christian school in... Martyr to be burned for a heresy for depicting the nude form. I, I understand the Greek classical school, but you know there were people that wanted Michelangelo to draw and uh, cover up the bits, so... That's exactly it. And my teacher herself didn't have a problem with it. It's I asked her before if I could do it, and she said no. But then I asked my mother before I submitted it, and she said yes. And I was like, I don't know. I'm going to roll the dice right here. So I rolled those dice, and uh, that put me on like really strict vulgar probation at school. And the man who specifically got, he got in trouble and then fired for adultery. Right. And he was... I mean, he had kids at the school, and he had, his wife worked at the school, and he was fucking my swim teacher, but whatever, the guy was an asshole. He recently, actually, not recently, but a couple of years ago, he died. He died in a horrible motorcycle crash. He was in Denton. And I must say it was deserved, because he was really horrible. He was really horrible to a lot of people. I can't say it wasn't, and I mean, you can cut it back later. It's whatever you want, but well, I forgot these hot takes, I'm going to take these hot takes, Gustav, so we're clear. And I will say this, like I said, he suspended my best friend from high school because, and I will, like I quote, he was like, you're on thin ice. I'm tired of how you disrespect everybody here. And the whole time he's fucking another woman while his well, son's, well, his son's teaching there, his wife's teaching there. Well, I don't, who's well, disrespecting what? Like, well, come I, on now. Well, I don't, uh, disagree. Tell me someone doesn't deserve that. That he is, was obviously, uh, hypocritical. He might, gonna... He's happier in heaven, obviously. God can, like Run the Jewels said, fuck it, God can sort him. Like, come on now. You know it. God's going to sort it. Obviously, he lived how he lived. He lived how I he died. Uh, you know. And so we can say the owner of this school supported him all the way through all of his problems. He let him, st- like after the divorce and everything, he let him come stay like his lake house, which I thought was really fucked up. I was like, you kicked... Kick my best friend out for some bullshit, and you're gonna let this dude come stay at your lake house after he's been like ruining the school. Like, I don't know. It blew my mind. It was absolutely flabbergasting. But well, I can say uh for my friend, uh, he got kicked out, and in the end, I gotta say, like, I know that I'm bitter about it still, but it's really because my friend's not. It's like he's like let it go. He's right. kind of like he's happy about it, but I don't know. I feel it's 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 still to this day I really wish that's because he went he went to that school since kindergarten right. like me and it was a Christian school and it's a school his parents paid for like yeah a lot of money just, all the pope. time you know I understand give him a fucking diploma he I never underst- got a high school diploma I understand uh, you being still carrying a grudge for something that happened affected your friend because I know myself I've had friends that were wronged and they've moved on but I still. Maybe I'm better now, but for a while, I certainly had a similar, I carried a grudge for them. So I, I get that. I, I understand that. But you gotta, you gotta. Well, I've just heard y'all talk so much about y'all's younger years and there's, there's, I know that I, I'm getting, this is like the senior year. And just so y'all know, I will, I will give, uh, the administration credit on this. My boy did get in a lot of trouble before senior year, but it was never something serious. It was like untucked shirt. Yeah, like, I mean that's yeah. Or like his socks are wrong. Procedural stuff, right? Yeah. Or yeah. like you know, just like it was a private school with yeah. some bullshit. As, it, it sounds as Jay would say, it was some scripture stuff. Like it, some it, people call it scripture, some people call it propaganda. It's whatever, whatever. Well, don't attack. Uh, Saint, I'm not attacking Jay because Jay knows that I'm on his on his side. Don't We've atta- talked about yeah, this. Don't attack Saint Ran- Saint Ranfield. I'm not uh, attacking Saint. Me and Saint Ranfield are best friends. He, uh, when I ball on St. Renfield, hopefully this will 
after the listeners hear this, it will be a past weekend. But St. Mayfield will know the truth. Uh, you know, there's, I would be interested to see a shit butt basketball tourney where you had Clay and Ranfield and you, you might get old Ty. You know, Ty was quite the basketball player despite his, uh, I have heard stature. That. I've heard that. But it's not about stature. I just no, think, but uh, you know, he's, I think Ty's probably, he's got that craftiness now that age. But he's old. That's what I'm saying, that age. I, I don't know if he's got it anymore. I don't know. He's. How, how old, uh, I mean, you, we can edit this out later. How old are y'all? We're four, we're in our early forties. That's what I thought. Yeah. Okay. He, now he's in the best shape out of the three of us. It'd be Ty. And then, uh, it'd be me and then there's Heavy. Well, I think, has Heavy ever been in better shape? Oh yeah. Heavy was quite the, uh. Why are you lying to me? Right no, now? he was. I mean, don't play this for Heavy. It's going to hurt his feelings. No, I'll play I love it. it. No, we'll play it because he, uh, he was quite the athlete in his youth. He was. Really? Yes. What did he play? Like, what sport? He ran track. Let's wait. You said ran track, not through track. No, so he, he ran, he ran track, track. And for a while, he was the fastest kid in his grade. What up to what grade? I want to say maybe eighth grade. <laughs> and, and we had some I'll people. Give it to him. And I we wasn't had, that fast. We had some people that in his grade, I can't remember if they went to state or if it was my grade. I know my grade went to state in high school. I can't remember if heavy any people, but there were people that were ultimately very much faster than him. But for a while, he was the fastest. And he likes, he's still hanging on to that. He's still, does he have a few ribbons or medals? I'm sure he does maybe somewhere. Maybe a trophy? He, um, he played football. He played some junior high Wait, basketball. Wait, what position? I don't remember what he position played. Position is important. I know. He was... was it, did you play football? No, no, no. I had more sense. I was five foot four and maybe weighed 98 pounds, maybe 100 pounds. I had no Damn desire man. to be on the football field. We would have been best friends in high school. You know that, Gustav. Best, best buddies. The best buddies. Yeah, I, I did not play anything organized. I was too busy trying to make mountain man shelters or uh tie porcupine roaches for Lakota dancing or some some nonsense like that. Heavy was quite the I don't know if he was Mr. All High School or not, but he was certainly one of those all around athlete, well liked. And and Ty was too. Ty Wait, what other sports did he play? So football? Football, he Track, played some basketball, basketball? I think, in, in junior high, position, but he did not play. Though? I don't remember what he played. I think he played defense. I don't remember. I mean, I guess back then they didn't have the three-point line, did they? Oh, in basketball, I don't remember what he played because I didn't pay any attention. And I don't even remember what Ty played. Really? Yeah. I don't. You ever went back there? You never watched uh, No, I don't. I probably went to at least one or two high school games, but no offense to Ty, but the basketball team didn't have the best record the four years we were there. I think one I year they I was here to defend himself. He right he he could correct the record if I'm. Incorrect. I mean, I'm sure you're telling the truth, but I'm sure he'd be like, "But I was fucking good, though." I shot. And sure Ty, Ty played tennis and golf, and he was good at golf. He still, I mean, I don't think he plays like he used to, but he was legitimately good at golf. Well, maybe he can give me some lessons at golf, and maybe I would just like for all the "Can You Hear Me" pod listeners to understand that. Uh, Jordan Mercury, the first time he ever listened to, uh, Ty, I thought he sounded like Todd Packer from The Office, and I'm still positive <laughs> that that's who that is, even though I've actually met him. 
Oh, that's I'm great. still sure that that's him. David like, Kirch. And he's champ in fucking Anchorman, yep. if you need another reference. I could see that. I'm going to go back that and fucking listen. sounds like him, I'm going to go back and listen and, and just imagine David Kirchner. I might Who the even... fuck is Will Hung? Like, that sounds like him. That's that's funny. Yeah, And that's one of those things, you know, a lot of people have met us. Now, a lot of people have never met Heavy. They've met Ty and me. Some people. Yeah, but I think heavy, heavy is like more of a giveaway. Like heavy is the one of y'all that looks most like his. Like he should. No, I'm not going to say that because his name's heavy. Like just well, in the sense of like heavy long mire. Now, He's a long mire also. Like a mire and whatever the fuck that is. I'll have to look that up later. And then the long in the sense of it takes him a long fucking time to say everything he says. His wife listens to our podcast on double speed. I heard him say that, and I actually like how slow he talks because in this, like, all the time I spend in law school and people are just fucking yapping and yapping and professors spitting shit at you quick as a fucking bird, and you're just like, come on, give me a minute. And heavy, and you get him, and you're just like, oh, this is some fucking Disney sheriff and the sheriff of Nottingham. Well, he liked, right here. He it's watched right, a lot of Matlock. I've heard him say that. A lot. And he watched uh, Goliath as well. Oh, yeah, with Billy Bob Thornton, yeah. Mm-hmm. For a second, I was thinking Davy and Goliath, the stop animation children's program made by the Lutheran Church back in the 60s, where Davy has a talking dog named Goliath that only he can hear. Do you remember those old uh, animation films that were adventure in the Bible times? They were like... Uh, I think those were after us. They were pretty old, and I would watch them growing up. I think those were after... Davy and Goliath was... Made in the sixties, and it's really disturbing. I don't know if you ever saw Moral Oral on Adult Swim. Mm-mm. They're based on Davy and Goliath. The look and the general hokiness and everything, but just twisted, seriously demented. But Davy and Goliath, it's pretty trippy because this dog talks to him all the time. And he says, "I don't know, Davy." <laughs> uh, that's uh, that's that's pretty trippy indeed. Made by the Lutherans. Yep. I, I will know. say this in the old uh, cartoon thing I was talking about though the voice for in the Noah Noah's Ark episode the voice of Noah is Optimus Prime. That's pretty kick ass. That's pretty kick ass. I'll tell I you that. To, I may have to search that out. I, like I I've watched them recently. I like to watch them when I get stoned. It's one of my favorite things to do in the world is watch old Bible stories when I get stoned. Thank but, you, Crandy Man. <laughs> That's for you, buddy. That that I guess that makes sense. You know? I mean, that's what I grew up with. Like, so it's your comfort spot. It's reminiscent. Like, this is. I'll, I'll tell you this. I never felt more comfortable in my entire life taking a shit than I ever did at my home church growing up. And it's because there was a sense of warmth in there. And also because when I was about seven or eight years old, I saw the movie It. And when the clown comes out the sink and out the toilet. Right. And I was like, the only place this motherfucker can't get me is church. And so that's the only place I could shit for like a at least a year. So you watched it when you were seven. I I was pretty young. I have a huge. I I had a huge fear of clowns till this past Halloween. So does Heavy. And I watched it by myself. And because I also like grew to love films, right. etc. And I really like Tim Curry a lot. And so I watched it like with him as an actor in mind, and not like the film right. to scare me. And it really it separated it and made it much more comfortable and I really enjoyed it. So, so Heavy has a fear of clowns. Of course. And he has not gotten past That's it. That's why me and Heavy are gonna get along. Yeah. I was heavy in in high school too. Well, everybody gets along with Heavy. Well yeah, but I think me and Heavy could get along because we Yeah, no, I used yeah. to be very heavy. I was two sixty at one point. Yeah. Well heavy 
I don't know why he picked that name. You know, that's obviously not his name. But well, but heavy's heavy, and so I it, think it, it like is that. his. It's it's who he is. But he he is the most social person on earth. In fact, there have been times where Ty and I have been with him at a thing back in our hometown, and Ty and I see people, and we're talking, and then we're ready to go. Heavy's already migrated off talking to everybody, glad handing and everybody, and he knows everybody, remembers everybody, you know. That's amazing people do that. He is Mr. Social. And, and genuinely likes it. I don't like people, so I'm ready to. That's a quality I wish I had. To, I wish I, I wish I could bait. do that. But he, uh. I can't remember people's names. I can't remember anybody's name. I can't straight. remember anyone's names after like two minutes. And that's going to get worse. I forgot your real uh, name already, Gustav. With you watching, uh, the Bible films. So. <laughs> I'm curious as a as a non partaker, what other are your favorite things to do while under the influence of the devil's weed? Oh, under the devil's weed, that's fantastic. That's a great question. Oh man, I think my fa- my favorite things to do first things first most. Um, I think some people would say sex feels better on weed, but I have to say no, or not no, but I don't know. When when you have sex, you have sex to it depends on what you're going for. So sex, so weed can make it better. It cannot. So we got that out of the okay, way. Right. Blaze past that. No a pun intended. Film, <laughs> exactly. A good film is always fantastic. And I don't know how other people are. I personally love to throw in a fat fucking chaw in like whenever I, after I've smoked a you, shit ton. You are a fan of the, uh, and I've been waiting to do it. I'm going, I'm going to, and I want the last half of this to be with a Fat chawing so tight and heavy can both feel at home with me. And I, it's. You know, heavy doesn't even spit. See? What, but does he do long cut or? I don't know, but we were at. What do you, what do you mean you don't know? You gotta know what they do. I don't pay attention. We were at Junior Brown the other night at the Granada and heavy put a dip in and did not spit. He did not spit the entire time. And just, just so we know him, this is a me smoking water from Machine and Soroy. That's the first time that's ever been blown onto that mic head. And then uh, the smooth, clear hit of a vape. <laughs> what what uh, all-day flavor do you have there? Or this or not? This is the essence of Khaleesi that I told Oh, is this, that I got them for Christmas. So is that really a real flavor? It's not actually called essence of Khaleesi, except in my mind. Right. In Saroy minds it is. But it is delicious, um, also known as Granddaddy Perp, but, you know... Whoever, it's whatever. I, I am alien to the world of vape, but I am always interested in how the multitude of vape shops stay in business. You know, I will say this. Uh, I actually don't vape at all when it comes to nicotine. I only dip because if I'm going to smoke, I'm going to smoke cigarettes, as uh, Jake Kemp would say. I actually don't know if he'd say that, but I've heard him fiend for some cigarettes a right. bunch on the IJB Rapple. Yes. So, yes. That's, that's, I just assume he does. I personally like Yellow American Spirits. Uh, this podcast brought to you by Yellow American Spirits. And <laughs> that's what I prefer to smoke. If I'm going to dip, I like uh, Copenhagen Long Cut and Copenhagen Wintergreen. That, you smoke a bunch of weed first and you're good to go. And if I'm going to do anything, I like to watch a film. I'll, uh, now, do you I'll get- watch football, basketball, anything that's good on TV first and foremost. That, go to a concert. Now, do you get like too third. high? You know, is there a, a certain level of complexity to a film that you can't try without 
you know, if you're too high, you can't be watching Ingmar Bergman films or. I, uh, I did rewind the Fantastic Mr. Fox about four times the other night. <laughs> so sometimes things do get complex, but I'm sharp as a fucking tack and, uh, just gotta wet your whistle for a second. Once the, once the dip gets settled in and you're not texting anything, or at least for me, I'm fucking locked in. I'm good. I don't get fucked with. I remember the movie. I got it. Most of the time I wish my classes were taught with a film because I'd get an A in everything and you'd be shocked how many A's I get after you listen to this podcast. No, no. We've, we've established you're a, you're a bright young man. So that's not shocking at all. And I don't think that, you know, the, the old stereotypical stoner world, while those people still do exist, I don't think it's quite, I think it's expanded out probably a lot more than, than what it used to be. I mean, I've known intelligent people do all kinds of drugs and, you know, some of them are brilliant professionals now and, you know, they've... I will say this, I did, uh, shrooms for the first time this past Thanksgiving and I was not really prepared for it and it kind of came sprung up on me. I'm glad to tell you the story. You want to hear it? Sure. My grandfather is a wealthy businessman in Missouri. You can guess whoever he is. He owns a bunch of mortuaries. And I uh, was staying with my step-aunt, and she provided me with some mushrooms. We were we were all at a party, so it wasn't... Eh, I don't know if it was that abnormal. I, I will say this. She did present them all to me in her hand, so it was like... I don't know. It's like... It's like when you give a dog a treat, and you're like, rah, 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 rah. They, okay. go to, they go to town on it. So that's what I did. Um, I actually did not get like, I don't know. As, as long as the night went on, I have to say, Gustav, I wanted weed. That's it. Or like you said, the devil's lettuce, Mary Jane. What did I say the other day in our group chat? Kush. Kush, Kush is what I prefer. Uh, herb. Bud. Herb. Bud. I like herb. There was another one though that was, oh, uh, I believe, um, we won't name who, he probably wouldn't mind, but one of our friends mentioned smoke flowers or something along that line. That might have been me. No, I don't, maybe it was you. I think it was me. Was it so I don't mind. I like wax or flower. That's well, you, it. You, yeah. You, uh, were kind enough to explain wax since I was unfamiliar with that term. All right. So wax is just like a condensed version of weed where they like take it, they press it, do like all types of chemistry shit to it. They push it out and then you get like the resin kind of. You get like 95 to 98% THC on the good stuff or whatever I get. I don't mess around with any bullshit. And then you get actually marijuana, which the most you can get is like 33 to 32%, which is, yeah. It's good, but I mean that you you can never beat good flour for like the quick buzz. It's like, and the way I always put it to people, anyone who's never done wax before, and anyone who's never done bud before, or if you've done one or the other, it's if you've done bud before, it's all about the come up. Where wax, it takes you right up to the top, and then it's about the come down. Or if you've done wax before, you're done bud. It's about the come down. Okay, that's how it is. So what about the edible? Oh, the edible. The edible is a whole other story because the edible has to go through the stomach, right. the liver, et cetera, et cetera. What I've come to come, I've come to appreciate and really enjoy more as I've gotten older because I don't know. I never did edibles growing up. I actually never smoked weed growing up. I right. never smoked weed until I was about halfway through college, and I had a friend who just had me smoke a blunt a couple times, and I'd smoked weed before, but I don't know. It was just like having my own place, being my own friend, right. and. 
just took off from there, and then uh, you listen to Frank Ocean one time, and bam, there you are, <laughs> smoking like a motherfucker. That's how it is. I can't lie. It, it's fascinating, you know, <laughs> I, and we've talked off air amongst ourselves, you know, my libertarian stance, I'm fine with it. I don't see a problem with it, and I do eventually see that there will be legalization nationwide eventually. I know, it's, you know. but it, it saddens my heart, and I know we said uh, we're not going to talk politics because it's not important, but can we just agree that Jeff Sessions is a crazy motherfucker? We're not going to get into anything, but <laughs> I do think it will come eventually. Now, you know. But Jeff Sessions did say he, like he said there's a marijuana problem. Well, you know. He's just helping the drug dealers people, now. Yeah. Well, and that's one of those things. I, I did see a, a documentary, or it was a snippet on Vice a few months back where it was talking about the legalization in California, how mm-hmm. it was going to negatively affect the people that already had priors because mm-hmm. they wouldn't be able to get, be part of the trade. Mm-hmm. So you were just going to push them even further Down. underground and they're still going to try to make their money. So, you know, there's elements to that that they need to rethink. I understand where they're coming from, but they created on, on a, whatever small scale or whatever you do put on it. Like it's uh, uh, people have had priors for like just marijuana offenses. Like that's what needs to go. Like as far as Obama needs to grant grant any clemency, it needs to be on not just like prior marijuana offenses, but like. All marijuana offenses and ju- like just people with marijuana offenses. You get rid of that right there, you would free up so much of the prisons and you would save so much. And I don't know the the last the last thing I hope for before he goes out here is that he can grant one executive order to grant legalization across the states or at least some sort of executive order where he 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 doesn't he he takes it off the. Uh, the schedule or the S- right. or like the schedule drug one list like yeah. gets it off there and because that's what I hope for you know truly it's it's something I I don't I wouldn't hold hope for that but I do think eventually I'm not I'm not hold I'm holding my breath but like I'm just truly breathing <laughs> truly breathing <sighs> well I As think I think we've uh, we've got to a good length here and I think uh, I appreciate you uh, pitching in. When we couldn't find Heavy, he's out there trapping somewhere. Uh, I saw pictures near a beaver dam, so I think he is maybe out laying out some traps. And Ty obviously is enjoying the uh, the post-transition festival at w- Disney World that he's at. So maybe in a week or two we'll see him back, maybe. I, I, I truly hope to see Heavy and Ty here next time, or I'll come out to y'all's boys, part of the woods, and... Love to see y'all. So I appreciate it. If y'all like to email us, and if you have questions for JJ, we can certainly pass those on. And we can reach us at canyouhearmepod at gmail.com. And we'll talk to you later. Yes, sir. Supposed to say bye. Bye. There's still some leaks, Jeff. The water is up to the floorboards back there. We've started bailing it out. Derek's got a couple of friends helping. Megatron must be stopped, no matter the cost. And world-class championship wrestling, I'm Bill Mercer with Jay Saldy. Good night from Dallas, Texas.